this is what I've learned from the community. It's a, it's a, it's a big cycle. Once, once you do something good, once you make a good example, others will follow. Others will, will do that ripple effect uh, to help others. And if the V community was a country, we'd be the most successful country ever, right? <laughs> it needs all the things. Give it all the things. Oh, perfect. You nailed it. You can't bend physics. What you can do is write better software. And you're doing MPLS changes or BDP changes. May, may God be with you, right? I, I always feel like I'm just a little fish in a sea of big fish. I've got a nested six-node sand. Aw, guys. People, you know, quite often think that they don't have anything to bring to the table when they absolutely do. Everybody should. Anybody in IT that skips the phone stuff, it just hasn't earned it. Okay, I lied. I have one more question. On demand. Correct. Welcome to GigaCast episode 40 for Monday, September 14th, 2020, live to tape from somewhere in Indiana. I'm Britton Johnson. And live from my home lab, home office, I'm Tony Reeves. Welcome to 40, Tony. This is 40. We're old, man. We're you old. know, things are definitely getting harder to do, getting slower, having more aches and pains. And and that's yep. not just about the podcast either. <laughs> But, you know, uh, I can't believe we've done 40 of these things, first of all. I can't believe it either. I mean, it seems like just yesterday you were asking me if I wanted to do a podcast with you. Yeah. And I, you know, I've, 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 I feel like lately we've been kind of getting a little bit stale and, um, and we've been slower to release episodes than we've been in the past. And I apologize for that. But, I mean, it's just been uh, mostly probably due to just work because we're both really busy. Yeah, but uh, but I would I am open to suggestions. So anybody in, in the earshot of this who might still be subscribing and listening, first of all, thank you for that if you are. Um, but you know, please send send me or Tony, you know, any possible thing you you could find that that would be a good suggestion for us to to do because I'm I'm open to suggestions on how we can liven things up a bit. Um, yeah, whether it's topics or speakers or yeah anything in between. I, I think I think we're due for a shot in the arm of. Uh, a little bit of a boost. So, yep. Um, Agreed. A couple quick news updates that we're going to get to our guests who we have a super special guest today. Um, so, VMworld is coming, what is it, two weeks from today? It's end of the, end of the month, end of, end of September. First. Very shortly. Yeah. Caught me off guard for a date. And end of September, <laughs> first part of October, I think. Yeah, um, it rolls over that. I week. should know because I have a session submitted. <laughs> yeah, you should really know. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. September 29th through October 1st. Thank there you, go. Google. There you go. Actually, DuckDuckGo um, in this case. It's but... free online. They're trying to get, uh, Pat's trying to get some 60-some thousand attendees to register. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, you know, they, they want to make this a big, big deal. So please register if you're not. Um, and go watch my VMworld session on HCX, which is VCNC 1847. Um, it's one of the on-demand ones. You can watch it whenever you want um, and check that out. A colleague of mine, Kofi Ahulu, and I recorded that last week. Um, so it should be good. We got the thumbs up from the production people um, and all has wonderful and good there. Awesome. Congrats on your first VMworld session, by the way. Yeah, it just kind of came about and I'm glad it worked out and I got to share a customer story. One of my own customers who shall remain nameless, but they, you know, had a really good story to tell about, you know, my migrating stuff with HCX and I think it worked out well. So it's cool. all good. Any updates from you, Tony? Uh, you know, I'm just 
working from home as usual, so not too much there. Um, been trying to enjoy the summer, you know, kids are back in school now. Uh, my oldest is back in school and just kind of exploring, you know, how things are new now and just going from day to yeah, day at this weird. point, right? Weird. Like it's a lot different. We, we started, we started school earlier down in Indiana than you do up there. And yep. like my kids were back for like a couple of weeks. And then, then when one of them, they shut school for a week because of a staffing issue, wasn't even nobody, nobody was sick in the school. They just had staffing problems because of other people, of the, of the staff kids being sick. So that was, so we missed a week or they did, went to online only for a week. And then she went back and then my youngest got sick and because she had just, I mean, it was just a cold, no big deal, but because it's mirroring symptoms of COVID now, she couldn't go back. She can't go back for 10 days. And mm. so we're just, you know, we're waiting through that. So it's like, we're in this weird hybrid state where like, they're kind of here. They're kind of not. And it's just, it's bizarre. Um, so yeah, for sure. All right, let's, let's, let's get to it. Um, we have, uh, with us today all the way from Beirut, Lebanon, um, Abdullah Abdullah. So th thank you very much, sir, for, for coming on the show, being willing to talk to us. Um, I, I, I want to, to, I reached out to you just to say, you know, if there's a way we can help kind of, you know, doing with, with some of the fundraising efforts that you're doing for trying to do relief efforts still in Beirut. Um, and I was, like I told you at the beginning, um, I first learned about the Beirut explosion via your tweet about it. And so, so, so thank you for, for, for being kind of an open book with us on this and just, you know, sharing your perspective and, and welcome to the GigaCast. Thank you, Britton. Thank you. Tony, I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, having me on the uh, podcast, and this is uh, this has been quite a heavy uh, period for us in uh, Lebanon. Uh, so, first things first. My name is Abdullah 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 Square, by name and size, so you can see that uh, it comes it comes in Abdullah uh, Squared. I love it both ways. Exactly, exactly. And my wife is against me naming one of my third childs Abdullah, so that they don't call him Abdullah Cube, but I'm still <laughs> fighting for it. Um, I'm from originally from Beirut, live here, work here, travel a lot. I do a lot of VMware PSO work uh, as a living across the region, across the, across the Metna region specifically. And I've been part of this community for since 2011 now, almost. So uh, 2013 is when I started my own blog, but I've been engaging in the community since 2011 now. So it's almost almost 10 years. Awesome. Um, to bring it back to uh, the things here that happened in, in Beirut, so for, for all of you who haven't heard about it, we had the major blast uh, in our uh, port, and the uh, it's almost in the center of uh, Beirut, and the blast range was around almost 15 kilometers, which uh, which almost almost took out half, half of the city, and the area of uh, the uh, the initial blast wiped out the entire uh, port. 
And within the, these 15 kilometers, um, a lot of glass, a lot of uh, homes were totally destroyed. Um, I haven't kept the, uh, the exact uh, death toll of, of the people, but it's around 300 plus uh, right now and thousands of wounded. And based on the latest reports, it's around 300,000 of families that had their houses uh, either completely destroyed or partially destroyed uh, outwards and words. Uh, I've been on the streets and whatever you see on the news, it's, it's times 10, definitely, mm -hmm. because the area of the blast so, from I, 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 I don't know if you can see my screen, Abdullah, but I'm sharing kind of a yeah. picture of this. So where, where in this blast radius of a mile are you located? Are you outside of this so, well, well outside of this, or where are you at? So this is, this, is, this is the port range. This is the initial blast range of the, uh, of the, of the explosion. But the shockwave, which came afterwards, was was much more wider. Okay. So I'm. If you see the Beirut sign, the Beirut, the word Beirut on the map, yeah. uh, okay. I'm within. I'm within. I'm within that area okay. almost. So uh, the shockwave uh, was more devastating than the, the initial blast itself. Um, so th this is for for people interested looking at this later. This is from a New York a New York Times article. It's an interactive article on the web on the web, and it's crazy how detailed they have this thing. So I mean, they've, it's a fully interactive website. They they did delved down into this Hangar Twelve sp spot where all this stuff was stored. Um, it cycles through in a very animated fashion, kind of what sort of happened. It's quite impressive how they put this. Even from a tech, even from a technology IT perspective, how they put this website together. Um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you've seen this Abdullah or not. Yeah, I've seen parts of it. Not it's in it. In, in reality, we're on the ground, right? I've I've, I've witnessed it yeah. uh, almost uh, firsthand. And right now, we're we're more concerned with how to to get people into recovery mode. Um, it's almost winter, uh, so summer is almost uh, ending here, and it's almost winter. And the most important thing is to get people back into their houses, right. at least so that they can restart their lives and and somehow move forward. Um, from from all of if you if you've met Lebanese people that have been traveling and going from Lebanon into uh, into the other countries where they actually work, most of them describe the situation as a PTSD, right? It's it's right. a nationwide PTSD. Um, from a children perspective, from even from an adult's perspective, um, we've been we as a country we've been a lot of conflict for 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 a lot of period of time, so. I think my generation specifically uh, is is trying to move away from the conflicts and raise a generation of uh, children that can be far away from what we've experienced in our childhoods 
uh, so that they can move on and have a better life. Sadly, they had to uh, to endure this and face these things again. This is the, for me, uh, other than the the uh, um, the loss of lives, the loss of houses, the injuries. This is this is going to be the biggest uh, drawback in, in in the Lebanese people's lives. Is that all of the children that had to endure this will have to uh, remember this, will have to live with this, will have to overcome this, and there's always this fear of something that's that's going to happen. And in a child's mind, this is not easy to uh, to to take away. I mean, a, a, a child can remember a happy moment for years and years because right. it, it it settles there. And fear is, is, is even worse. The, the, the emotion that a child can, bear, can, have, can carry within, right. within uh, inside, especially when it, when it relates to a moment, takes a lot of time to, uh, to take out. It's, it's even worse than doing it with adults yeah. at so many levels. And I, 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 my, I have two daughters myself. I mean, I, 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 they're seven and five. I mean, I can't imagine them having to live through this. I mean, it's, it would be just, you know, not uh, adding another nightmare on top of a nightmare and having to, to deal exactly. with, with this. So I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry for all of this. So I want to take you back a little bit though. What, what was, what, what kind of was life like before this event for you guys? I mean, was, you know, I, I know that, you know, from, from what I hear in the West, I mean, you know, there's states of, you know, p- political and otherwise social unrest and things like you've, you've referred to already. Um, so, okay. so kind, so of, then, kind of, kind of then, give, 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 you know, I want to learn from you in this, in this, in this time, because like, I feel like I don't know all that much about Lebanon. I don't really know anything about Beirut as a city, what it's like. I mean, I've, Tony and I have been to Europe. That's about as far east as we've gotten and is, you know, Italy and France and that kind of thing. So, kind of, can you give us a picture of what what your what things are like, kind of before this even laid on all this trouble? So we've been experiencing a lot of problems for the past year now. If if I want to be dating uh, the exact dates, um, our economy system has our banking system has literally fallen apart. Um, we uh, don't have any government at this point in time. We've elected one, or we did not elect one. One was forced on us, but they were trying to do something and they failed. And COVID came and we're still having riots and, and we still don't have any, gov- any kind of government or governance to anything that we're doing. Um, a lot of corruption, obviously. And, right, and, and then came the blast. So all, all, all of these came back to back in each other. A lot of people already were jobless. A lot of people were not able to, uh, to get their money from the banks. And, a lot, and, and the currency has fallen apart as well. So we, we are a country that imports a lot, uh, a lot of things, a lot of things. And uh, the explosion then came and it was kind of a, complete wipeout and devastation uh, to, to, to the entire things that we were facing. So mm-hmm. from a people perspective, we're a very enduring people. Uh, we've been a lot and we, we're a people that, that love living to, to, to the fullest. 
Um, but sadly, things and events are always against us for, for some reason. But we still love our country. Beirut is, they used to call it uh, the Switzerland of the East. This is, this, is, this is where, this is what was called before uh, any incident happened here, before this, the, the, the civil war and everything. It's a, it's a beautiful city. It had art, it has uh, a lot of culture, a lot of culture, a lot of people come and go from here. And we as the Venice people, we, we're, we're, we're spread into the world. I mean, we, the, the amount of Lebanese people that are living in other countries is twice the amount of Lebanese people living in Lebanon. So we have a lot of cultural inheritance uh, coming from different countries, from different cultures. And this adds value to, uh, to, to us uh, in terms of interacting with other uh, cultures as well, because the, the level of acceptance is, is, is very much high. And we, we don't have any issues, right? So when we go to, when we go travel, we're okay. I mean, the, the culture here is, I mean, each Lebanese person has witnessed um, a slight aspect of another nation's culture some way or the other, either from a relative, either from someone who travels and goes, from a friend. Uh, we are very friendly people, thankfully. And I, right now, the, the saddest thing is to see to see your home country and and the city where you're living in is is falling apart. It's uh, it's it's quite sad. Most of us are thinking about leaving the country whenever they can because um, trying to unlock other doors to be able to survive, we all have families. You have to think about your families first. Right. And this is the biggest, this is, this is the biggest challenge. I mean, whatever you have and hold for your country, um, you still have a family to support. I mean, as an individual, I might, I mean, before marriage, I, most of us would, I would say that they would stay here and they would do the fight and they would, uh, go through the entire process so that they make sure that things get, are, are settled. But for those of us who have families, it's, it's quite hard not to think about them, uh, to neglect their future, to, ne to neglect their opportunity. So it, even, better life. even in terms of you, you know, trying to get out at this point, I mean, the port of Lebanon is laid waste. I mean, there's nothing left of it. So the, 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 and then that was probably your primary means of importing goods into the country is through the port, right? So we, we have another port in the city of, uh, of Tripoli, and we have another small port in the city of uh, Tyre. But for, again, uh, for political reasons, these ports are not fully functional and they are not fully used to their potential. Oh, man. It, it, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of. It's a lot of complexity here in Lebanon, um, because the the entire system is is built the wrong way, and it's it's not built in a way to serve the people, uh, to be honest. And most likely, this is the root cause of all our our problems. But as a small country, <laughs> we're subject to everything that goes around us. Yeah. 
So it's hard to escape the fact. And this is why we're an enjoying people, right? We just want to live. Right. We just well, want to move on and, and move on. Yeah. And I, and I think that's something we, we all have in common right now, especially as we're all enduring this, you know, COVID-19 situation at some level. Yeah. I think we're all just saying, we're all screaming, we want to live and and get exactly. out of this and get out of the situation. Exactly. So I'm curious, you know, exactly. from a uh, from an otherwise in infrastructure perspective, I mean, was the main airport affected by this? Is it further out of side of the range? Like, I mean, what what other, uh, what other infrastructure might have been impacted by this? I'll tell you. So within the port, there's the uh, main uh, grains uh, store. So yep. the the uh, the store where where we where everything imported from a grains perspective is is kept, so that they can be then uh, uh, released into the market to be able to uh, make bread and everything that comes out of it. Right. Uh, this is this is the biggest loss, and the main cattle market in Beirut uh, it was uh, near to the port as well. This was also uh, wiped out. Uh, the airport was not affected directly. It, it had it had its uh, its share of uh, the uh, explosion uh, wave uh, from from a destruction perspective, but wasn't that much uh, affected. That's that's good. Um, most of the things that were affected were the the companies and the buildings around the the uh, the port and the, the hospitals we have around. If I'm not mistaken, our four or five major hospitals, uh, one or two of them were completely uh, devastated and they started evacuating people out because they couldn't maintain any, uh, any, 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 any uh, one who was in, in ER or uh, babies for that matter. Uh, so uh, at that point in time, uh, people were rushing to the hospitals and the hospitals were evacuating people. So uh, a lot of treatment were, were being done on the street. Um, uh, a lot of, I, I, I don't know, uh, I have a friend that I spent around 48 hours looking for him until I found him in, in one of the hospitals. He was completely uh, 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 unconscious and he was just being moved from a hospital to another hospital until until he settled. So I, I spent around literally 48 hours looking for him oh until I, I, I found him. And wow. it's, it's, it's devastating, right? I, I'm his friend, and I thought he was dead. And his mother was, I mean, she, 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 fall, she had fallen apart. 48 hours is, is oh, enough right. to, uh, to, to have all sorts of bad ideas. And... Yeah. And it, it, it takes your heart out, really. I mean, it's you go to a hospital and you have your own problem, but when you see the problems of others, your problem becomes so miniature, so insignificant that you forget yeah. it. A lot within that forty-eight hours, a lot of times when I was into a hospital, I I would forget what I what I'm there doing. Because I, I get into it and I try to help others, try to do something for someone else, that I realize that I'm here for a reason, uh, which I had already forgot, and then I have to go back and 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 uh, do whatever whatever I was going to do there. 
So it it was it was a very bad experience, and I, I really imagine. hope no one no one goes through it or any sample of it or anything that has to to relate to such a mass destruction in any country. Yeah, I I can't imagine what you guys are going through over there, and and like you said, you know, even for us, you know. We've got our problems here, you know. Life's not perfect in the U.S. either, and and hearing stories, seeing the images, knowing what happened, uh, not being able to imagine that shockwave coming at you, and just the devastation, the sheer devastation in the photos. It, it really puts life into perspective, you know, here too, and and how good we really do have it. Um, certainly appreciate your perspective on, on some of the things that you've went through. One thing that I had a question on would be, uh, what what were you doing, kind of the moments when the explosion hit, and kind of what was your initial gut reaction, and just kind of some of your initial thoughts when things started to to happen there. So um, there were uh, two waves of it. So. Uh, when the first explosion, or when the first when the explosion actually happened, I thought it was an earthquake, and I rushed to to get my my family uh, so that we can all uh, be in a safe zone. Mm-hmm. But um, on the the shockwave which happened, I live in a I live in a building on the fourth floor, and the feeling was exactly that. The building was going down. I was I, 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 I was so certain that that the building was was going to crumble that I just hugged everyone and and uh, and set foot because because there's nothing you can do when when you're in a building right. right. It's it's not like I need I can run into the street and it and and that it, at that exact moment uh, glasses glass were shattering all around us. Uh, beneath us, above us, within the house, uh, it was it, it wasn't something that you can think of or or, or treat. Uh, it was ev- everything happened in a split second. So the first the explosion happened. We rushed because we thought it was a, an earthquake, and the second the, the shockwave was uh, so immense and so strong that. I really thought the building was well, was falling apart, and until now, if I want to be honest, um, I, I still have that uh, inner feeling of the building shaking whenever I sit at my desk. It, it never leaves me. Oh my gosh! It never leaves me, and I, it, I mean, it's it's just an internal thing. Nothing is nothing is wrong right now. Nothing's happening. But the, the, the internally, I feel that something's so, something's happening, and this is me. This is this is this is the from my perspective, from what I saw, I'm the least affected person. The things that I saw on the street, the things I'm seeing day by day, are much more devastating. Much much more devastating. I'm, I'm thankful for what I have. I'm thankful for being alive. I'm thankful that none of my family. Was was injured or anything, uh, but again, uh, this is not this is not me. The, we, we were an entire country, an entire city was was devastated by by this, and 
I don't know. The words cannot describe really what what's uh, what, what's going on on the uh, on, on 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 the ground, really. Yeah, what, I would imagine. What um, I, I guess I, where where does where, you know where does Beirut gonna go from here? I mean, is, at this point, it sounds like you have sort of your your your, your people are trying to cobble together a government. Um, but at the same time, it's really down to you, the people, to kind of own this situation and pull yourself up out of it. Um, so, like, is, uh, is, is, is that a, is that a, a cultural thing in, in Lebanon where, where you kind of own your own, you know, do you take care of yourself? Or is it because, you know, yeah. some, some cultures, they really yeah. rely on governments to do things. So, so taken the fact that we know our governments with an S, the existing or the non-existing, the previous, it's always been people on people here. It was, it was, it was, it was never um, us relying on, on our government to do anything for us, to be honest. Uh, I don't want to go into the politics and everything, but yes, at least from a server, at least from a services perspective, uh, we don't have that kind of alignment. And this is, this is the main reason why I have my initiative, is that because I know that, that the government is not going to do anything. And I couldn't just sit put, uh, taking all the uh, financial situation that we're going on, uh, the, the economical situation that people are going with, and just do nothing. And right. the thought of it did, did tore me apart. And this is where I got the idea that even I don't know myself how to do things, I have a reach, I have a reach to people uh, who can do things, but I need to cater for the means, which is uh, the, the money to do things. And what I'm doing right now is I'm taking uh, these cases personally. So I'm looking for people whom, whom, whom are actually not asking for help uh, because they have certain pride and they, they can't just go and ask for help. People who've lost their jobs because of it and people who are not going to be helped because of whatever we're going with right now. So I'm being very keen on, on, on the people that I am helping uh, because if I'm, I mean, I'm working thankfully and I can uh, sustain a certain, to, to a certain amount to fix my things that were broken. But, but what about others? Others whom are in a, in a situation where they have to think about if they don't work for a day, they might not end up in the evening having dinner. This is this is the, this is the kind of, of situation yeah. that um, people are going on with uh, right now. And again, uh, it's it's not about food. Food can be can be brought. Uh, it, it's 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 about homes, uh, the place where people lived in, the play, the place where people thought they are safe. Uh, the place where people run to when they ever have problems and they want to rest. You, you take this out from, from people, then you have a whole unstable 
situation waiting to explode even even more. So, 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 so I'm trying to do. So you you started. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. So you started a, a GoFundMe page, um, and I'll I'll link that in this episode. Um, and, and and so so really this is and that was my understanding too was this is that you're kind of owning this process yourself, and yep. and just you know posting online kind of the things that you're dealing with and the, the case you know, these I'll call them cases, um, of you know tr- tragic cases of people who've lost their homes, and and you're finding ways to help them. So how how else can can we in the West and we live in the broader you know global V community, um continue to help that effort of yours aside from just donating cash and money to you to, to, to the effort are there other means by which we can you know assist and push this forward for you so right now i mean the, the my my, uh, my efforts are just covering a small amount of of uh, families and and homes within 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 my capabilities or within what i can do as a as a single person um, worldwide, I really don't know. I mean, I, I wish I, I wish I had known, because whatever help we're getting right now from other countries, uh, it has a question mark on it, whether it's being properly disputed or not, whether it's uh, it's being properly taken care of. It's again, we, we, we've reached this situation because of the corruption. Right, and because of because of the, the the bad management of a country that we're going we've we've had and we still have, uh, anything that has to be done from the outside would mean that the outside needs to trust the government which is inside to be able to do things and act to to make things better. And this is not the case now. Sadly, this is not the case. Um, well, and that's and that's why I'm saying, right like, how 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 else can we help you? Because I'm like, yeah, if we don't tr- if we don't trust the, the Lebanese government, you know, that's fine. I trust you because <laughs> because you're there, and 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 I mean, you know, so that's so that's why I'm wondering, like, if if there are other things that that we we can be doing to assist you in this process. So the plan right now is to use the GoFundMe page to whatever extent I I may reach there. Uh, to be able to cover as much as many more cases that I can cover, because I know that there are very, very more. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not. Let let's say I'm not broadening uh, my my search, because I cannot commit to people uh, on things that I'm not able to do. So so for whatever case that I'm handling or whatever cases that I'm working with, I'm committing to them 100% upfront. Because these people had a lot of uh, other people coming to their houses and surveying their houses for damages for everything, but they are not seeing anything actionable, right? Because right. yeah, because there's 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 a big process behind it to be done. From 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 my part, I'm trying to uh, to make things easier uh, with the highest transparency, of course. But I'm trying to make things easier for them. So when I walk into a house, I assess the damages, and the work starts next day, because because this is this is this is how initially I thought of it, is to show people the glimpse of hope that that can be done without having to go through any kind of bureaucracy or without having to go with any kind of 
sadly humility to to obtain that that kind of uh, of help mm-hmm. and that's the that's the idea of it now i'm hoping that this would uh, have a ripple effect with other people as well that they would also take things into their own hands into their own matter and right. and they start doing doing action based on it because this is what i've learned from the community it's a, it's, a, it's a big cycle once once you do something good once you make a good example others will follow others will will do that ripple effect uh, to help others and I, I've said it before, and I'm saying it now on, on, on the podcast. If, if the V community was a country, we'd be the most successful country ever, right? <laughs> uh, really, really. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I kidding. don't disagree. We, we, yeah. ha- we have we have all the aspect of supporting each other, and this is this is where people need each other, right? It's, right. It's not just it's not just it's not just about. Uh, sustaining a good relationship, but it's about being there when needed. And the collect, it's always the collective effort uh, that makes a difference. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a, I mean, whatever you do with a single person, if you have a 1,000 to do it, the, the effort will be much more important and much more immense and much more faster. Right. So... Well, but it always it always has to start with one person too. A lot of times, so you know, and then and, and, you know, it can, can, you know, all, all appreciation to you for being that you know first person out the door to start this in a little bit, and you're in, in you within your own circle at least. Um, it, I, I guess the one question I would have is: Are, are you a, you know aware at any level of you know other? you know, non-governmental organizations like the Red Cross or other places like that, are, yeah. are they actively yeah. working still in the, in the, in, in, within the, you know, Beirut itself? So a lot of associations are there. I really didn't go into the inner workings of things because uh, I know that people are still getting help and, and, and people still are going to, uh, it's a long process but we don't know when, when the commitment is going to be to be made. Uh, the associations will do their part uh, based on their experience, but rebuilding houses, specifically that point, is is something that has a lot of gray areas in it. Right. Yeah. Because who, who who's going to do it? How it's going to be done? We don't have any proper disaster management right now. It's it's it's, yeah, we'll, it's we'll, been we'll, yeah. for- who's going to ensure safety in all of this process as well? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So even even yeah. myself within within that process, um, I'm not touching on anything that has to do with civil engineering, like like major walls or or major cracks in any building, because. I cannot take that responsibility exactly. personally, yeah. right? So you, you need someone who has a plan and major contracting uh, capabilities to be able to do that effort while ensuring the safety of the of the people, right? It's it's not just about helping for the sake of helping. It's about helping with a proper outcome that this 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 help or this effort is there to stay. It's not there for right. then someone else to come and patch it. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. So, and for the most, for the there's for, a lot of, for the for the most part, the people whose homes are destroyed and that you're helping in this scenario, 
it's it's not as though they have anywhere else to go. They have to live in this space that's destroyed. Is that is that, is that mostly how it is? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 All all, all of the uh, so I'm I'm concentrating on windows, doors, and the uh, inner furniture. This is this is what I'm this is why I'm concentrating on right now. And people just uh, put something to block uh, uh, the the window or the door. I. I've met an old lady um, who was around 70, and her front door was was uh, destroyed because of the explosion. Now she doesn't have anywhere else to sleep, and she kept sleeping in front of the door because she was afraid that someone would break in and 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 uh, take her stuff. Right? I mean, this is the, 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 this is this is the kind of situation that that, that you have to yeah. to look into. And it's it's hard to see people in need and helpless. It's 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 very hard. Yeah. All right. We've got a couple minutes here before I have to let you go. Um, is there any silver lining or positive posit- positivity that have maybe come from this? I'm hoping that it does. Um, Myself, I'm. I'm trying to show others what what is being done right now, and uh, I'm very thankful for the community for what they've done so far. Very much grateful for it. Um, and th- considering that there are a lot of similar communities worldwide, this thing can be done again. The the, the collective effort. If if I want to do something from it, I mean, I, I would believe I wouldn't want anyone to experience this and to have to go through this right. to be able to achieve uh, something. First of all, but in in the event that it happens, people need to know that they can take the lead, they can have they can make a difference, and they can educate others on how to make a difference, uh, even if it's a single person. Tony, any other questions? No, I think it's great what you're doing. I think uh, any way that we can help, we'd appreciate, you know, staying in the loop. And if things change, if there's other organizations that we can trust and help donate and get things, you know, keep the, keep the money out of the corrupt hands and get it to where it's really needed and where it's really going to make the most difference. Right. I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate yeah, it. Th- th- thanks. Thanks for coming on and sharing your story with us. I mean, this is, this is really it's it's eye-opening it's tragic and and i'm 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 you know my my heart breaks for the people of beirut and you know i'm if 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 we weren't you know under this global pandemic i I would be trying to find a way to fly over there and help you build stuff because i mean it's you know i I feel i feel for you my brother so i appreciate it. it means a lot yeah thank you very much all right so I'm, I'll, I'll wrap. We'll wrap this up, and uh, we'll, um, yeah, go 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 from there. Thank thank you again, Abdullah. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to GigaCast episode forty. Um, my thanks to Abdullah for sharing his story. Please follow him on Twitter. He's at dudes. It's at 
D-O-Zero-D-Z-Z-Z. Let's do everything we can within the V community to come together and help our fellow persons in Lebanon. Um, thanks again for listening. We will talk again soon. Uh, thanks again for you know listening and following us again for 40 episodes. We'll hope to get you another 40 and keep growing in this conversation and learning more about each other. Thanks again, everybody.